Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, man. You're still reeling from Phenomena, I take it? That and the massive baby-sized burrito that I shoved down my gullet before we decided to record and all these Heinekens that we're drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the life that we uh, have chosen to lead. Oh, Heineken. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about this week, man? Uh, what do you want to talk about? I heard you want to talk about uh, Evo. Yeah, I like fighting Evo. games. Evo. Yeah, fighting games, we love them. Yeah. You're on a, a, a two-people <laughs> channel. They make us sick. And then I was like, cop. Um, yeah, you know, we like we like playing the fighting games. We liked uh, XXX and the YYY. Do the XXX and the YYY. And uh, we will get sucked yeah. on today's episode. About Evo and the uh, evolution of evolution game <laughs> competitions. Kind of uh, 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 how competitive gaming has evolved over um, the video game medium growing. Yeah. So like, let's just kind of take a brief look as to, you know, what it where, is. yeah, what it is, and where we got to this year. Like, Evo is huge! It's probably like the biggest year for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially considering the fact that they had, uh, like, oh, I don't know, 10,000 entrants? Like, that is 10,000 players. Well, people, players. So it's it's also an open tournament, always has been. They've always said that it always will be as well. And uh, you know, like almost all of them, like a huge majority of them, mm. went to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. What? You know, like where Evo started, it was all Street Fighter all day, son. Oh, yeah, if you're not like Capcom, if like Cap, you're not a Capcom fighter, and get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly, and that's mainly because it started in arcades. Yep. You know, so first and foremost, like uh, this year, they clocked in over 3.1 million viewers on Twitch alone, and then you'd have to go to like get uh, ESPN and ESPN2's uh, viewer data to actually see how many people were watching live on ESPN, uh, given the fact that esports now are like on TV. You can yeah. go to a sports bar and you will probably find a TV that has esports playing. I can't really um, imagine as a kid that I would ever see that. No, yeah, exactly. Like, we are from a generation where, you know, like, we weren't necessarily called nerds for playing video games. I was. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I guess I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, didn't have assholes all around me. Yeah. And I wasn't getting stuffed in any lockers. I was, like, too fucking big for people to be like, I don't want to fuck with that guy. I was pretty much ignored entirely, so it turned I mean, out okay. Yeah, so I guess we're opposite spectrums. That's why <laughs> we're such good friends, platonically. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I keep telling yourself that. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, like Evo this year had like 37 hours of uh, combined like the fighting. footage. Yeah. And, uh, of course, like, it, it spans over many different games now, and, um, like, you have your main event games, and then you've also got dozens of other games that aren't necessarily part of, so, like, like, a big roster. The, uh, uh, the anime fighters. Skullgirls and fucking, uh, uh, In Birth. Undernight, um, Blaze Blue Tag. Yep. Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. Anime as fuck. Yeah, most games I will man. never be even remotely good at. Cause there's way too many goddamn systems for me to even wrap my head around. Dust, dust attack. Yeah, dust attack. Uh, you know, I'm not even gonna try to name because I can't. Yeah, yeah. I told you I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's another thing too. Is that uh, something that's always made me like laugh pretty fucking hard? Is uh, the commentators for fighting games? Because oh, yeah. there are so many different like the uh, weird ass. The fighting words. game lingo is fun to use outside of fighting games. Yeah, it's I don't even understand like. Some of these things, like, uh, how about, uh, STSFN? <laughs> Save that shit for nationals. <laughs> or, uh, RTSD. Rush that shit down. I think my favorite, um, um, gaming-related, like, competitive gaming insult mm -hmm. is, like, when you smoke somebody mm -hmm. at a tournament, and then you're like, call your grandma until they bring the car around. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know there had to have been competitors that totally lived that shit. But yeah, it's like if you if you know anything about fighters, like 
you know, you've got words like grappler or juggle, perhaps, you know, you carry shoto, you know, mm -hmm. and then, of course, like all your tech, everything like that. There's, there's a fucking dictionary of yeah. lingo oh, for yeah. this. So, I don't know, like, I don't necessarily know a lot of the lingo. I mean, like, I know from playing the games, uh -huh. like, I know what a shoto character is. You've got a fireball. Yeah. You've got a fucking... Tatsu. Yep. Exactly. So Sure, you can probably. Yeah, yeah. Of some sort. Yeah, like it's not... Or a rising upper. You know, it's just... Um, there's so many words. It's so crazy. And it all started in one little fucking arcade down in Sunnyvale, California. Not the Sunnyvale Trailer Court, mind you. That'd be kind of cool. That would be fucking hilarious. I'd watch that uh, Trailer Park Boys spinoff. Back in 1996, in this particular arcade, the seeds of esports, as far as fighting, uh, like fighting games competitively, would actually be sound. The Turok Two seeds of esports. Yes, seeds of esports. I am Turok. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, I mean, 1996 was like a pretty strange year. It's the late late 90s. The internet is just starting to grow and stabilize, and people are kind of coming together on boards and, and messaging each other and like being able to organize these different tournaments all over the nation, all over the world, really. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, uh, 1996 is when uh, Quake first released, and I want to say it was also the first year of QuakeCon. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. goddamn sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, QuakeCon was like a bring-your-own-computer, BYOC. Yeah. People just yeah brought their fucking computers and had fucking LAN competitions playing goddamn Quake. At fucking tournaments. Yeah, it's like, it's such a beautiful gamers, yeah. thing, you know, and it's like, how do they get that information? Well, message boards and forum boards and, you know, just uh, people generally using the internet to come together, but for competition. And back then, fuck, dude, there was no reason other than to come and win yeah. to go to these competitions. You just want to fucking beat, beat up. Yeah, yeah, you just want to fucking smoke everybody. So... Way back then, this competition was known as B3, or Battle by the Bay. And there were a whopping 40 fucking contestants. So, on July 10th, 1996, when Tom Cannon, known as Inkblot, Tony Cannon, his brother, also known as Ponder, and uh, Joey, Mr. Wizard, uh, sorry I'm going to butcher your name there, buddy old pal, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Queller or Kuehler. Quillar, I don't know. Quillar. It, it's like Quillar. cellular, but it's not quite cellular. And then uh, a very kind of important man still, but um, he's left, sort of kind of left the competition scene, but gone into more like the game development scene. That's Seth Killian, also known as S. Killian. So, I mean, like, this guy, like, got turned into a boss for dive kick. Like, you fight Seth Killian <laughs> at the end. And then, um, Street Fighter 4, uh, that Your favorite piece boss. of fucking shit, Seth. I, until I did the research for this episode, dude, I never knew that's where it came from, that mm -hmm. name. I was like, why is his name fucking Seth? Are you familiar with, um, D. James? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, was he, like... DJ? Yeah. As yeah. in, like, DJ. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he's not black or Jamaican, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, and he uh, he went on to make. Does he at least know Tybo? Probably. <laughs> he went on to make uh, Weapon Lord. Oh which wow! Got like Namco pretty much laid the foundation for Soul Edge. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, overall somewhat looked over, and I fucking wish I would have played it when I was a kid. I think you showed me that originally. I think two or three years ago. Probably. And I just thought, what the fuck? This is rad. If ever a game should get a modern uh, reboot. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I mean, like, we do have Soul Calibur Six right on the horizon, but if I would have been able we to play that... We have the same that, studio that, like, resurrected and, like, worked on uh, Killer Instinct, the new Killer Instinct. Oh, uh, Iron Galaxy? Yeah. Was it Iron Galaxy worked on it, and then... Mm -hmm. Did they take over for some... Because it was somebody else uh, working on it first. More than likely. Yeah, I can't remember. I, yeah, I'm having a hard time. They, uh, they... They were, uh... there was... They... One of them took... Uh, did like season one, and then mm -hmm. one of them stepped in for season two and three and beyond. Yeah, and Maximilian Dude was in there, and he was you know showing off everything and doing even some story writing, 
And, like, all from, guess what? Competitive fucking gaming. Yeah. Maximilian Dude is a YouTuber. If you, if you haven't checked him out, he's really fun. I like him. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. guy. He's a good guy. Still a good guy. And what does he do? He plays fighting games competitively online on YouTube for money. I mean, he'll tell you that he's not that good. Yeah. But, he, but he's pretty goddamn good. And, yeah. uh... He used to play competitively, like he used mm -hmm. to play in tournaments, but now he just, he just plays for fun nowadays. Right, and you'll see that trend kind of like when we're talking about the history of Evo, that a lot of the people that started, even the uh, two main uh, dudes here from Battle by the Bay, John Choi, otherwise known as Choi Boy, and Alex Valle, like those were the two finalists for Battle by the Bay in 1996, and they are still part of Evo. And still showing up, and still doing things for the uh, like twenty, the, uh, twenty plus years later. Yeah, and like it's it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about Battle by the Bay and uh, kind of what happened. So, like I said, it was completely local. There were only forty contestants, and there was no prize pool or anything. It was literally just like. Seems so like something that people are, like slapping flyers up around yeah, town. Dude. Yeah, like that would be so fucking sick. You know, someone's rollerblading with like a fucking staple gun, kunk, yeah. kunk, going down the fucking telephone poles. Going down poles. the quad, going to hack and sex, <laughs> like, what's up, bros? You so want to play bros? some fighting games and get or, your ass wrecked? Yeah, and Come uh, down, down by the bay. The final match of this tournament, I think, is like, it's so important. Um, back in, I believe it was 2013, oh. a VHS. <laughs> showed up out of nowhere. Someone had actually had a camcorder and videotaped the entire tournament. It's about an hour and 47 minutes, and you can actually find it on YouTube. I watched the whole thing uh, yesterday. I just kind of happened upon it. Mm -hmm. And, um, dude, it's fucking nuts. So it's, It seems like, yeah, walking into a... Back into 1996. Yeah, and, like, it's... But the the crazy thing is, though... Is that it was filmed really well? Yeah. Which is funny because it's literally a camcorder pointed Point at a cabinet. The screen, yeah. Yeah, but like the way that they did it, if you've never done a tournament play in an arcade, they literally are able to set up like different screens that show you player name here, player name there, like if they're tied and everything like that. It's very cool. It does not display like your character names. Instead, it displays like the player names. Back in 1996, I just didn't think that that was like a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so seeing that it, yeah, like it tripped me the fuck up. But yeah, it's it's a solid video. You can see everything. Go watch the first fucking ever Evo, 1996, Battle by the Bay. And um, if you really just want to see the final fight, I'm gonna describe it to you here. But like, that should be so important. Like, we're gonna talk <laughs> about some very important Evo moments, but like. People need to talk about this more. So you had Alex Valle playing as his Sagat versus uh, John Choi's Can. Can. <laughs> and um, it was 100% tied up. Each player had won two matches, and they were on the final round. And Alex Valle's Sagat has uh, about, I'd say, either three blocked hits left of health, mm. or... Like a good solid Hadouken. Right. And like, they are just like shooting, you know, like. Uh, tiger shot! Tiger shot! And then, you know, Hadouken's at each other going crazy. Well, going crazy. It's, it's Street Fighter 2. Yeah, Turbo. <laughs> tiger, like tiger! 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 Yeah. And so, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's super fucking hype. So, like. Oh my god. <laughs> it's. It, for the first moment of Evo, like, this, this is just. It's awe-inspiring. Yeah. And, like, it, it sets the groundwork for the whole thing. It's the kind of shit that, like, makes, like, man, I should play more fighting games. Yes! I should get exactly. back into this. Yeah. Every time I watch videos of anything for fighting competition, like, I just, I want to get good at something. And I'm just like, just wait for it. Because I was <laughs> so into Tekken 7. And now, Season 2 is coming out, man. Season 2. Yeah, and I can play as Negan. <laughs> play as the dumpster goblin from Mulholland Drive. <laughs> play as your fucking mum. Yeah. So, anywho, Alex Valle's Sagat comes back with a head-spinning super into a cross-up and tiger uppercut punish on John Choi's Ken during the final round of the final match in the Street Fighter Alpha 2 winner's bracket. Sagat should win. Sagat should win every <laughs> time. So Valle made his mark not only by winning Battle by the Bay, 
but he also gifted players his technique known as the Valle CC. So he was using this uh, this technique in the fight, but a ridiculous, you know, fighting god like John Choi was able to pick up on it and then saw what he was doing and actually started using it against him. So what the Valle CC is, is an unblockable custom combo that started by activating a low sleep, uh, low sweep, sorry, while that person is still uh, is standing uh-huh. and then moving into a custom combo. It's, I mean, like, it's pretty simple. It's what everyone always does, right? Yeah, I kind of like that older, like, when they made these games back then, mm-hmm. without, they never, like, Capcom never imagined it there would be a scene that blows up for him. Oh, yeah, no. So, these people that play these games so fucking much and, like, fucking figured out every aspect of it, they, they figured out more than the developers ever fucking knew of their own game. You chain a fucking jumping they, heavy they find kick, the most, they do a low sweep. They find the most combo. broken shit. Yeah. Like, That was considered a glitch. Shit. That was considered yeah. an exploit. Yeah. Like, the whole concept of combos was considered a fucking glitch until they, like... Yeah. People kept doing them, and they're like, oh, shit, people like these. People think they're fucking cool. Yeah. Now combos are a thing. Yeah, and uh, that was something that we had also mentioned before, I think, on a different episode when Capcom blew up because they're like, we made combos, you can't have combos. Yeah. And, to tried. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, they... Was it? They, uh... They might have done it to uh, Mortal Kombat as well, but um, there was a Data East. They made a fighting game. Okay. And it, it had, like, special move inputs. <laughs> they might have had combos, but, yeah, like, you're like, no, they... They can't do that because they have special <laughs> inputs to do moves. They can't yeah. do that. And then, like, it was probably, like, a good ruling because they were like, shut the fuck up, Capcom. Mm-hmm. You can. And it was, like, it was like ruled in a court of law yeah. that it was not a breach of, like, copyright. Or I was going to say intellectual property. Yeah. It was like, okay, like, you might as well sue anybody for having a fucking jump button. Yep. Like, like uh... Uh, low punch or light mm-hmm. punch, medium punch, heavy punch. So it's probably a good thing because I would have set like a really shitty precedent. That's what I was just about to say too. Is it's like if Capcom would have won that, we wouldn't have any like good like. We wouldn't have fucking Eva. We wouldn't have fighting games yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like there would be no scene. Like they'd be like, hey, remember Street Fighter? Man, sucks. There weren't more games like that. <laughs> yeah, that game was cool. So it's pretty quiet over there in Sunnyvale for about four years. Now, they probably still did a couple local tournaments and everything like that, but it was Battle by the Bay, or B3, that really blew this up and started. So it wasn't until 2000 that they actually started up again with B4. So, I mean, it's still Battle by the Bay, but they didn't want to say Battle by the Bay 2. They could have called it B2K if it took place in 2000. That would have been fucking sweet. That's free. <laughs> but if, uh, then again, around that time, too, if you would have said uh, BTK. Yeah, well, he didn't get caught till later. He didn't, yeah. When he came back again. Hmm. I think, you know, he, he just straight up... Dude, the only reason, like, these killers ever get caught... Quick quick aside here. <gasps> quick they, aside, yeah. Let's they just into it. fucked up. Yeah, and they're like, they get sloppy. Or, like, they're just like, oh, they won't catch me. I'll just go ahead and... Like, I don't remember the whole story about BTK. I just know he fucked up super hard. Yeah. And the cop's like, okay, let's... Go yeah. arrest this guy. Every killer goes into berserker mode, yeah. and then they get sloppy as fuck. And then the cops, that even the stupidest, shittiest cops, are like, "Hey, that hey. looks like the guy." Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. And then like they walked up to him and got taken out by a brutal combo. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I was gonna say something else. Uh, speaking of Y2K, uh, we need to watch Relaxer when that comes out. Ooh, I'm excited. So back to the year yeah. two, in the year two thousand. <laughs> God, what guys, a weird time that yeah, was. If you if you want to go back there, the dancing baby, <laughs> uh, the hamster dance. <laughs> so, before what a horn time. <laughs> saw five games played, and way more players. This is also when Tom Cannon founded um, SureYouCan.com to help actually. Uh, organize these things and have players be like, hey, so how do I combat so-and-so? I'm pretty sure I went to that website to, like, look up, like, good combos to use for KOF 98. Yeah. Because, goddamn, I kept getting my fucking ass kicked and I couldn't mm-hmm. learn characters for shit in that game. Mm-hmm. I still get my ass kicked. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's too hard. <laughs> it's too hot. That reminds me. Remember when we played and just got our fucking asses smashed? Dude, I don't want to talk about it because it was so it. fucking rough. But yeah. you know what's a great game? Hmm. Fucking King of Fighters 14... Yeah. That was so good. 
That was a good game. That is. I'm glad that game came out. Yeah, I need to go back and play that. Fuck, dude, Evo works on you even when you're not watching it. And you're like, just I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, Dead or Alive Six is coming. I hope that turns out really well. Dude, yeah, watching the videos and I mean, screenshots. If, if any of you, if anybody listening to this like knows us, that's kind of that's our shit. That's our shit. That's oh my god. That's where we kind of started recording. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So in, in B4, they, the, the games that they actually had now included uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Alpha 2, Alpha 3, Third Strike, and now Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So I should was, buy a copy of that in Dreamcast. Right. And a lot of the players that showed up the first time showed up for this this uh, second tournament four years later. But they also, you know, like, uh, had attracted more people because Battle by the Bay was now this kind of, like, internet sensation. And SureYouCan.com allowed people to actually see what was going on and actually plan ahead and do these things. But it's also important to remember that there are also tournaments going on all the time, all across the United States and all these different arcades. Mm -hmm. But this is where, like, it really started to boil and froth. Did you ever see that footage of, like, when they were promoting Mortal Kombat 4? They had these, like, big-ass semi-trucks with, like, Mortal Kombat yep. 4 hard on the side of it. Right. I wish I would have seen, like, I don't know, I wish that I could have been, been my age to, yeah. and have more free time back then. Right. And just, like, see all the weird and ways that be able to like yeah. And, like, be able to, like, shit. be there, you know what I mean? Because nothing happens here, and never will. No. Every once in a while you'll see a nice cream truck. Sometimes. Sometimes. You can go buy the fucking weird melted SpongeBob ones. <laughs> Kill me! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in 2001, the addition of Capcom versus SNK really kind of, again, it, it's not necessarily changing the scene. In fact, it's not necessarily drawing in um, different people into the rosters. The top eight stay the same. Mm -hmm. But now, like you should notice here, 2001, 2001, they're called. This was called B5. So it's still not called Evo. It's still not Evo. Though it is still bringing in way more people. It's slowly growing. In fact, this was the first time that people traveled from another country and placed in the leaderboards. In 2001, we had a player from Canada and a few uh, people from Japan. It's kind of weird because I want to say in like early 2000s, uh, like fighting games were kind of on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a dwindling It's like the market. arcades were dying because like, consoles were becoming much more prevalent. And I think that is also part of the reason why um, Capcom was kind of like... Mm -hmm. Which is too bad because you know they started out by trying to fix these uh, arcade games and then they got into the analytics being like, Hey, so did you know that if you fucking have Centipede in your arcade, you'll get like $60 more a month? Hey, did you, you, you probably remember this story about, um, I can't remember it was uh, Killer Instinct 1 or 2, mm -hmm. but there was like an update they made for the game and they had to, they had to have people from Rare, I think, um, carry these flash drives and like go on a road trip basically, uh, to all these arcades where they sold all these cabinets and like install these updates via USB. Manually. I feel like I feel like there's like a, a lo fi indie film waiting to be made out of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Just like probably two dudes just driving around right in a car, like going nasty to ponytail with like blocked glasses and like they wake up in the in the parking lot of a Motel Eight because Rare didn't give them enough money to yeah. actually rent a room at yeah. the Motel Eight. And they're just like Where's the flash drive? Yeah. Like, oh, I thought you had it. <laughs> and then they're just like think, running around in the station wagon trying to find it. And Zach just, Galifianakis is there. And then you just kind of hear like, Coming soon to your Ultra 64. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So We should write that? We should. It's done. It's in writing. Now. Don't steal our idea. We're, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll sue you. We recorded it. This is August 23rd, 2018. This is our idea. We came up with it just now. At approximately 7.54 p.m. Uh -huh. So you can't do anything about it, Epic Games. Don't try steal. us. <laughs> try us. Don't steal. In 2002, Battle by the Bay then took on the known uh, the name that it's known for today. This is when it became the Evolution Fighting Game Competition, or EVO for short. So John Choi, from the original Battle of the Bay, and several other veteran flares 
players such as Jason Cole continued to stay in the leaderboards. By this time, they only ran two Turbo, MVC2, New Age of Heroes, and Capcom vs. SNK2. So their roster was now down back again. We should go play. Uh, there's that arcade, uh, Tilt. Mm hmm. That has a CES, too. Man. We should go there and play it. Hey, Brent, you ready for me to break your fucking heart? Tilt's did, dead. Did, Tilt's dead now. Tilt's dead. That's kind of the fate of arcade around here. Like, I'm not too surprised. I'm going to up down yeah. in about fucking a month. Let's talk about this later. Yeah. I want to get in on that. Oh, damn. So let's see here. Back where I was, it was here that Justin Wong made his first appearance, breaking into the scene, taking the first place in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Evo was now also bouncing around larger locations in Los Angeles and Pomona. They started out by uh, renting um, like different uh, ballrooms and stuff like that, especially at like universities, uh, just to fit all these cabinets and players and viewers and everything like that, because people would honestly just come to watch. And uh, so it's always been like a spectator event. Um, have you seen pictures of people, like, setting up TVs in the bathroom and playing, like, Melee in there? Because that's oh probably where God. you should play it. Yeah. Man, this art... This is going to be a two-part series. And um, definitely in the second part, there's... A, I have a lot of Melee information for you guys. It's actually kind of comedy. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. It's going to be some Melee shenanigans. But um, I also want to point out... Evo, even in 2002, when it took on its name and it's in these bigger locations, mm -hmm. there's still no cash prize. Yeah, no money involved. This is all fucking bragging rights. Just the fighting? Yeah, I don't even know if they had trophies. Violent fighting to come again? Yeah. And so in 2003, Evo exploded with players coming from all over, including England and Australia. These players competed in Third Strike, MVC2, 2 Turbo, Capcom vs. SNK2, Fucking Tekken 4, bitch. Tekken Tag Tournament. Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, I know, right? Soul Calibur 2, Virtua Fighter 4, and Guilty Gear X2. All to attain international status. Because guess what? Still no money, bitch. Yeah, we were coming from out of the country. That's like Australia, a, a dude. net loss. Yeah. On and England to come to, like, you know, this fucking place. They're like. I, it's kind of a common thing for like, um, like the top players to do like pot splitting. Yeah. Because like these are people who like do this for a living pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like they go tournament to tournament trying mm -hmm. to get prize money. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they're trying to like support each other. Like, hey, like you just want to like split this shit. And the thing is, is that after they like you know they stopped going, uh, stop holding this in Sunnyvale and everything like that, and they started going to like these larger venues so that they could fit everybody. And, um, you know, just focus on the competition. These players would pay to get into the tournament because that would then go towards um, actually, like, paying for the place that they're actually yeah, in. the venue. And uh, any money that they really had left over, they would just put into making sure that they could actually have Evo again next year. So it was for fighting game fans and for players I to ensure yeah. the tournament. Which is really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. They came simply to enjoy fighting games and make sure that the following year they had a place to come back to and enjoy fighting games. Like, that is so wholesome. Yeah. Especially when it's like, you know, you're thinking it's a fighting game. You know, you got games like Mortal Kombat where it's like, I just want a place where I can come over and I can just like... Freeze your body, rip your head off, and then take a few steps back, and then throw your frozen skull with all my might at your frozen body, thus making it explode. Or jumping up on your buddy's shoulders, grabbing his, his neck, grabbing his fucking jaw, and, then, and just stretching his neck real well. Not ripping it off, just stretching just, it out real good. Just stretch it off real fucking good, and then, so his textures look fucking stupid. And then you walk around like a goddamn idiot until you fall over and die? <laughs> Please go watch Quan Chi's Fatality. It's the best fatality. Look just forward. Watch, just watch all of them. Look forward to our uh, top ten Mortal Kombat fatality video. Oh my god, yeah, we still gotta do that. Yeah. That's coming. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, so, we've been talking about it, so it's gonna happen. <laughs> so 2003 also saw uh, the coming 
of none other than Daigo the Beast Umehara. Which, this is important. Mm -hmm. This is very important. Just like Justin Wong first appearing the, the previous year. And anyone that, uh, that that's worth uh, their salt in the history of EVO or knows why those two names are important, you know? Which I imagine anybody like stumbling upon this probably, probably already knows. Is. Yeah, and, and if you don't... Like, Correct us on a lot of the shit we're saying, I would imagine. Right. I mean, I did. I, I fucking... I put probably about ten hours into this episode. Good, good work. <laughs> good work. Good work. Uh, I need sleep. So, when Daigo the Beast Umehara uh, came into EVO, he played in Third Strike, which he placed in second place. In Street Fighter Two Turbo, he was first. Capcom vs. SNK, he was second. And Guilty Gear X2, he came in first. So, already showing people, like, what up? I'm fucking beast. And uh, Justin Wong, if I remember right, is a New York native, while Daigo is actually from Japan. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very funny, because in 2004, when we get to that moment, there's, uh, there's a little, like, bit of um, fluff to it. The, the moment that I'm going to uh, speak about has a little bit of fluff to make it sound better. Okay. Um, so going into 2004, Evo will always be known for this legendary event for several reasons. Overall, around 700 competitors from 30 fucking countries came to Pomona to duke it out in the nine games of the previous year. And so, I mean, like, this is 700 competitors in, uh, most of them playing multiple games. But... 700 competitors in a fighting game competition from 30 countries in like in 2004 well, in 2004 where like I think like Mortal Kombat Deception came out that year yeah and if you listen to our other videos where we kind of go back and we talk about where games were in the early 2000s video games were dying like fighting games were yeah like and it's like uh, you look at um say like Ninja Gaiden when he's like, yeah, I have like 60,000 players. It's like, a fucking flea wouldn't fart at that number, dude. Yeah, like if you, if if like a big AAA studio saw, oh, we only have 60,000 pre-orders. We're dead. Yeah, like, yeah. we're going to probably close up shop here pretty soon. Then again, games also take millions of dollars to make anymore. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, big. Big, 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 big. So there was quite a bit of controversy this year because of the decision to use consoles over cabinets and have players actually bring their own controllers. So this pissed off a lot of people for obvious reasons. It's a lot fucking different to play at a cabinet than it is on console with a controller. Yeah. And uh, I know that, like, you prefer... I'm still, like, in the fucking novice stage of getting used to it. Um, but Brent, he, like, really likes to use arcade sticks for fighters and stuff like that. I think it's fun. And yeah. I want to get good at it, but I hold my controllers weird in the first place. I grip the left side, got my thumb on the stick, and then I bring my hand, my right hand up with uh, three fingers up. It's called the Taking claw fingers. method. Yeah. Taking fingers. Yeah. And then I've got my uh, thumb over here just, you know, doing a thing. A little jig, uh -huh. if you will. But yeah, it's, uh, it's considered the, the claw method. So I have three fingers that just play arcade stick on the controller. Uh, funny enough, the uh, claw method was also what people called um, uh, playing Monster Hunter on the PSP. Huh. Because that's how you, you had to kind of hold it really weird to like manipulate the camera and also like move around. I felt that way when I was just awful, using the... awful controls. I felt that way when I was just using the 3DS. <laughs> like I had fucking like... You should see my new 3DS <clears throat> from playing Monster Hunter 4 a lot. Mm -hmm. Because like, I've use that little analog nub. It's not even an analog. It's yeah. It's a fucking shitty like touch thing. <laughs> but goddamn it, I wouldn't want to play without it. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. Claw method. Claw Take method. Method. Yeah. So I mean, no, I just uh, when it comes to using a stick, I just uh, it's a lot. I would I would never play a game like Guilty Gear. Without Jesus a stick, Christ. yeah, or King of Fighters, imagine. or King. Of, see, that's just it. Is King just of Fighters? Like, I, I cannot was... do those more complex combos mm -hmm. or moves with a controller or like a D pad. Yeah. I might be able to do it with like an analog stick, but still, it just feels weird to me. And see, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like there's games where I thoroughly enjoy using an arcade stick. It's also fun over... to play shmups with them. Yeah, yeah, because you feel like you're at an arcade. Yeah. 
Uh, the only thing is, is that like those sticks are relatively expensive yeah. for a good one, and uh, if you are a fighting game competitor, you're gonna burn through pieces like uh, crazy. Obviously, the nice thing is, is that if you're looking to get into fighting games uh, competitively, or even just getting an arcade stick, which I highly recommend, it's very fun. Mm -hmm. You can always replace your buttons. You can replace your stick. You can replace uh, what's uh, the hexagonal key or the octagonal key, and then some of them have. Um, no, yeah, I think that's just it. Something like really? that, yeah, like for the uh, directions. Yeah, and that goes under the stick to make it so that your stick can actually like hit those corner part, uh, parts there so you can roll them. And... Mm -hmm. So yeah, like uh, what I'm getting at is that you're going to wear that shit down. And it's uh, there's a certain maintenance to it. And the reason why we brought up how people play on these arcade sticks and controllers, well, what if I told you to go and practice all year long for a competition that's going to be like on an international level that everyone has been training for forever mm -hmm. and you use an arcade stick or like you know you're at an arcade cabinet and then someone hands you like some fucking controller <laughs> and it's like all right now do the thing now you gotta do this yeah i fucking can't i know that i am like i'm subpar when i play tekken 7 on an arcade stick versus my controller like i know that that puts me at a massive handicap well, Tekken 7 was, like, I don't want to say it was made for a controller, but, like, yeah. it was certainly made with, like, controllers in mind as well. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's also, like, the triggers, though. The triggers, but, I mean, you can always map buttons differently. You know, there's a million and two different ways to play fighting games. And if you suck at fighting games, try and do something different with your hands. Yeah. Or, like, find a buddy that has an arcade stick or something like that. Or just go play in a fucking arcade. Actually, you know what? Go fucking play in an arcade. You guys <laughs> need it. And, um, yeah, so, like... Everyone was like, what What do you fucking mean that <laughs> I have to use a controller? And, like, you know, there's few people that might have lucked out, and they're like, yeah, I have an arcade stick, and it's uh, it actually works for this system or whatever. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So you can such a good arcade stick. Yeah. And uh, so, like, you know, maybe if you were lucky enough to do that, good job. Uh -huh. But uh, there was one game, one game that was still on an arcade cabinet for the tournament, and that was Street Fighter Third Strike. Street Fighter 3 Third Strike? Yeah. yeah. No, Street Fighter 1 Third Strike. Uh -huh. <laughs> you must, honestly, Street Fighter's chron chronology. Chronology, yes. Uh, and it can that, be forgiven. Yeah. That, oh my gosh. Because Street Fighter th 3 Third Strike mm -hmm. was the third Street Fighter 3. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because you also had Alpha. Alpha 1, 2, and 3. Mm hmm. Street Fighter 2, and then the 100. Sequels to Street Fighter 2? Yeah. The 100 sequels to Street Fighter 2, yes. Actually, yeah, real quick. With Street Fighter, this this moment wasn't necessarily the moment that got me into it. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up playing Street Fighter. But I grew up playing Street Fighter 2 World Warrior. Yeah. Because Fei Long. Because Bruce Lee things. Mm -hmm. And Cammy and Cammy Bud. But you know that that goes more my me? growth. Who could blame you? Yeah, that's my that's my growth. What about you? Like, how did you how did you end up getting into like Street Fighter and fighting games? Street Fighter, I got it. I got in super late. Oh yeah. I didn't really start playing Street Fighter until like when we started hanging out. Oh yeah, because I was like, dude, you gotta you just gotta play some Street Fighter Four with me. It's like try, try out this shitty Street Fighter. So, I mean, game. I watched. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't watch him so much these days, but mm -hmm. I watch I watch Maximilian Dude a lot. Mm -hmm. I watched him play Street Fighter Four. I was like, I can get it. This looks, this looks fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I like watching his Third Strike videos. I saw this particular Evo moment we're getting to. Mm -hmm. I was like, God damn, that looks awesome. I want to play this. Yeah. I want to get my ass rocked and maybe maybe get something resembling good. And that's just it too. Is it's kind of funny that there's like there's always a given. Oddly take. enough, the I, I played Street Fighter Alpha Three. Uh -huh. I really like that one. I played it the most on a PSP or a PS Vita. Did it did it at least handle well? I got by. <laughs> and you know I think that um that's actually an interesting point too because it's moments like this that we're getting to the hype the hype is growing, and um, Evo in general that actually have uh, allowed Capcom and other uh, fighting game developers to be able to adventure out and put their games on like mobile games, uh, mobile devices like your 3DS and your PSV to PSP. So the Street Fighter 4 port for the, DS, the 3D, mm -hmm. or, yeah, 3DS was interesting because 
you could you you could map specialness to the touch screen. Yeah. So you could do charge attacks at the tap of a screen. So yeah, you you want to fucking spam a uh, uh, Boon. Oh my god. You can. Um, I have a special fucking hatred for people that map special button like special things to certain buttons. I had a friend. Well, it's not a friend anymore. I think if it's not a 3DS, and it's cheating if you're doing that. Yeah. That's straight up cheating. Yeah. Like, that's just like... Mm, playing Soul Calibur 3 or 4 with a guy, and he plays Siegfried, and it's like, I press fucking RB, and it's like, just... Yeah, okay. Anyway, don't fuck with me on that shit. <laughs> anyway, I am I have very very hard opinions when it comes to fighting games. Like uh uh I personally grew up playing fighting games like every fucking night with my brother and his friends. We would get super competitive and play for hours and hours and hours and hours at a time. Uh-huh. Typically Soul Calibur 2 or Mortal Kombat. But um these guys would play for fucking days probably at a time. And then they came, and they were like, we got to change exactly how you play, man. Sorry. <laughs> and so everyone's pissed off. Third Strike is the only one that's, like, true to Evo's past. It's, it's in a cabinet. Mm-hmm. That's for one reason. Capcom pushed back the release of Street Fighter Anniversary. So there was not a console version for them to actually put up for Evo of Third Strike. They could have done a Dreamcast version. Yeah, they could have. But they didn't. They didn't. And there was a probably reason behind they, that. They probably, uh, probably think it's like inferior or some shit. I believe so. That it was, uh, oh, I know why. But like there were glitches and bugs and shit like that, and they were like, we can't use this, because the players were actually playtesting it beforehand. And, you know, I knew that I had read that. <laughs> they, they fucking playtested it, and they're like, yeah, dude, we can't fucking play this. Like, there's no way that it can go... Uh, fairly. Yeah, memories of me getting my ass kicked by fucking Akuma on the arcade. Ladder. Just scrub stories here, guys. Just scrub stories. So we should tell them about that one night we stayed up way too late, oh early. My God. Yeah, uh, seven. And, no, I think I left your house at like nine a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we went and watched Guardians of the Galaxy like <laughs> sick times. Yeah. I miss those times. Yeah. Hey, want to stay up really late and play Osiris Wrath in one sitting? Again? Yes. <laughs> All right. So I've been I've been holding off on telling you guys exactly what this is for probably the past ten minutes, but oh. I hope that you've had a really good time. Because what we're getting into now is Evo's defining moment will always probably be the hypest shit. If you Google search Evo moment. It will auto-complete this. To 37, and then possibly a parenthesis. Like Daigo Perry. The Daigo Perry. So, we've seen Perfect Storms before, but this is fucking nuts. And guess what? Another quick aside. Okay, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I love this. Did you know that there was actually a huge upset at EVO 2004? By way of collusion. Oh, yeah? Two friends got together and uh, played the fuck out of some Soul Calibur 2. Yeah. And both friends were the finalists for Soul Calibur 2. And people were like, dude, they, they're not doing great. They're not trying their best, etc., etc." And um, so like they're like, oh, this is collusion. Which I can't really understand why it could be collusion if there's no like prize to be won. I mean, it's not like what. There's no stakes. Yeah. I mean, like you, you want to see people compete. So Tom Cannon had said that it had broken the spirit of the competition, that people had come to see a competition. Yeah. And that's not what they were getting here. It was uh, whiffs and like overextending and blah blah blah. And people were like, "This is not at all how they were playing before. They're using characters that they totally weren't playing before." So on and so forth. And this actually made uh, Tom Cannon and um, other uh, event organizers come up with uh, strict rules for collusion that are actually still in use today and actually got expanded on in 2013. Mm-hmm. So there's other controversy here, but it's all drowned out by moment 37. So now. I'm sure that your taste buds are nice and wet. You've probably been screaming at me like, just fucking say it, Tyler. 
And I'm going to. <laughs> so, in the semifinals of Third Strike, we had Daigo the Beast face off against Justin Wong. Daigo was playing as Ken. We had Justin Wong playing as Chun-Li. Now, this was the literal last match, last round, and, oh my god, <laughs> Chun-Li had Ken dead to rights, literally Ken armed with uh, nothing more than just a magical, magic pixel amount of health and about one bar of EX meter. And <clears throat> backed into a corner, Justin Wong fires off Chun-Li's incredibly deadly and just like impossible to fucking beat at this point because if he were to block he would be dead if he got just one thing wrong he would be dead he'd be gone instead Daigo parries each individual kick all 15 kicks at the perfect time and each time he parries he gets a little bit more EX meter to burn and give might a parry you have to, it's in, like typically in these fighting games, you hold mm -hmm. away from your opponent to block. Mm -hmm. uh, to do a parry, you have to tap into the attack Yep. at the moment of the attack. Yep. And Chun Li's kick is and one, a, two, three, four, five. Like that is your timing. One, two, three, it's four. It's rapid five. fire kicks. Yeah. It's, and there's very, very little margin of error. Yeah, and it's like low, medium, low, medium, high, medium, low. I don't think he has to, I don't think he has to do that. Or is it just mediums? Yeah, just, yeah. just mediums. If, you, if it was a low, then you have to press down for mm -hmm. it. But, uh, yeah, so it's all just... It's not as There is a high it's kick still at the very end. But you still press forward? Yeah, well, he's got to jump. He jumped he at did. the end, and it was like, boop! He probably didn't have to, but to he cross did. up, because he cross-ups at the very end, and then unleashes Ken's disgustingly flashy... Flaming sure you can. I think it was like eight hundred, and uh, no, it was like a it was like a combo into super. Mm-hmm. It's like a, I want to say it's a crouching medium kick, um, heavy punch into sure you can into mm -hmm. super. Yeah. If I were if I I could be wrong on that, but yeah. Either way, it is so flashy, and like the crowd loses their ever loving fucking minds. Yeah, I mean that's like that's. That's what we live for. Yeah. I mean, like, for fighting games. Like, going back and watching it, I got goosebumps. And then I watched, like, the instant replay directly after that, and I got goosebumps again. <laughs> and it's just like, I've seen this moment 102 times. Yes. Yeah. It's still good. <laughs> it's still fucking great, because the crowd hype, the players, and then just seeing this, like, impossible thing. You know, it, it harkens all the way back to 1996. And, um... There's a Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Online Edition, which is, like, mm -hmm. kind of the most, like, recent, like, port. Yeah. Um, they had, like, a training room, mm -hmm. and they had, like, a challenge uh, where you could try to pull that off. Of course I did. And it's really fucking hard. <clears throat> and Daigo hasn't been able to pull it off in a competition since. He can do it if it's scripted sometimes. He, he isn't able to pull it off every time. He can still do it, but it has to be scripted. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's in a... In the moment, like, he, he had to do that. He had to, yeah. That was adrenaline that was, like, the rest of this competition is riding like on he this. wants to win. He needs to parry the super. And that moment is what will save Evo after all of that yeah. controversy and uh, spark the hearts of fucking millions of players to get into fighting games. Of course, the sad part is, uh, because, of course, it has to have a sad part, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, Daigo continues on into the finals, and uh, he lost to Kenji Obata. I mean, Kenji Obata... Call your grandma, tell your bring car around. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't really necessarily find much about Kenji Obata, and I couldn't necessarily find the uh, video for that final battle. Yeah, because who gives a shit? Right. I mean... In the grand scheme of things. Right. It's like, like you know... Congratulations, like, you played well, you won. Yeah. But who remembers him? Exactly. I'm sure some people do, but, you know, like... Yeah. They don't, I mean, like, they're not going to talk about his does. victory mm -hmm. over, you know, moment 37. Yeah. So it's like, dude, yeah, you could lose... That is, like, the... That is the definition of, like, a winning loss. Yeah. <laughs> like, you lost in EVO 2004, but you will be forever immortalized <laughs> in, like, a million and two things. 
<clears throat> so yes, like I said, like it, it would be cemented into FGC history. And that is probably the biggest moment in EVO. We will talk about a few other uh, important moments in EVO history in the follow-up episode. But uh, right now, like that's, that's like a fantastic stopping point for this week. We're really excited to come back uh, next week with uh, more EVO history. And we will go all the way up um, to August uh, 3rd through, what was it, 3rd through the 8th? Was it something like something that? Something like that. I can't quite remember how long Evo is anymore. <laughs> and like, there's a fucking million games nowadays to watch. Like I said, there's 37 hours I mean, like, from this year. We were talking like fighting games were kind of dying out. Well, they, they're, I would, they're certainly experiencing like a renaissance of sorts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you look at games like um, there's. There's going to be some really fun Super Smash Bros. information and history that, I'll, that I'm really excited to talk to you guys about next week. But um, on top of that, uh, just Street Fighter in general was having like this kind of like, uh, okay, why are we getting all these fucking different versions and things like that. Mortal Kombat still hasn't broken out into the Evo scene here uh, as of 2004. And, uh, you know, it's probably being played in a fucking back room somewhere right. like, the whole time. And uh, now... We've got games like, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Pokemon Tournament <laughs> was part of it. Uh, fuck, you've got other uh, international fighting game competitions now too. And uh, I think we have a lot to thank Moment 37 for, for that being the current state of uh, fighting game competitions. It's pretty fucking gnarly. But yeah, that's all I got for you guys uh, for this week. Until next time. Until next time when we uh smash. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Thanks again guys. Have a great one.